0: Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Town TV. If you listen to our, what, season four hype podcast, you might have heard us say that we were thinking about maybe doing like a mid-season episode for Succession. <laughs> and we quickly, after that episode, decided that we wanted to cover every single episode. So just because we love the show so much, it's uh, so fun to talk about. So we're actually going to be doing these weekly episodes. We're going to keep them quite short. I don't know what this episode will end up time-wise, but I'm sure it'll be 30, 35 minutes, maybe a little less. We have a little agendas here. Uh, We have kind of roles divvied out. So we're, we're trying to stick to a little bit of a tighter timeline. We're maybe trying to do our best, waste our Royco impersonation of a little board meeting or at very least an investor call. So we're basically going to... What, we'll do a little bit of an executive summary. We'll talk about our favorite moments. Uh, we'll each get to the list of our favorite quotes. And then we'll do a little bit of like a market watch, look about the investments that we uh, said we were investing in during the Season 4 Hype Podcast, check in on them, see how they're doing, see how we're feeling about how they're doing. Uh, before I guess we dive into the actual succession talk, a little podcast housekeeping is just that if you would like to support us, obviously subscribing on whatever you are listening to or watching on is the perfect way to do so. That way you're kind of plugged in to what we are doing and you're kind of getting notifications about when we're dropping episodes. We're doing a lot right now. Uh, what Yellow Jackets just uh, restarted actually the same day that Succession did. Shadow and Bone, that coverage, that show came out a couple weeks ago, but we're about to wrap up our coverage. And then The Mandalorian is going on right now. So we're covering all of those things. We just wrapped What the Last of Us. I mean, we have... Tons of shows that we cover. So if this is your first time hearing Bingetown TV, definitely go back and look through our filmography, episodography, whatever you want to call it. Uh, There's just a bunch of stuff that we've covered. We're at Bingetown TV on all socials. And BingetownTV.com is a great place where all of this info is just kind of aggregated into one spot. So uh, with that, the business out of the way, let's get into the real business of Talking Succession, Season 4, Episode 1. And I believe I will be passing the torch over to the lovely Kathleen for our executive summary.
1: <clears throat> Thank you, Kyle. Thanks, for everyone, for coming to our meeting. This is the executive summary, the meeting minutes of a season four, episode one. We are two days out from Logue selling yeah. Waystar and mirroring the pilot. He has a birthday party, which he enjoys immensely. Carrie is Logan's most trusted friend, assistant and advisor at this point, with much more screen time than ever and many more jabs at Greg. The new Jen Roy's throw away months of work on a new company, which was based on the CW's best television show, The Hundred, and instead <laughs> throw a huge fuck you to old daddy-o by getting in a bidding war with Nan Pierce. In regards to the Disgusting Brothers, Greg is a cousin, in case you didn't know. He brings Bridget Random Fuck to the party who commits many too many faux pas to count, gets finger banged on CCTV, and promptly gets kicked out by Colin. Tom is still on Team Logan and looks very handsome, but is the reason for the Pierce leak to the new Jen roy's. Connor is still running for president, and he and Willa are planning their wedding, which Con is willing to sabotage with hoopla for some press, since he's scared that if he were to be squeezed down from those 1%, he could be a laughing stock. Marsha is in Milan shopping for forever. Jess, the most loyal assistant on planet Earth, is still hanging in there by Kendall's side. And finally, Tom and Shiv make me cry for the first time in succession history. All of this to say, if we're good,
2: we're good.
0: (laughs) Oh, that was good. That was fantastic.
2: (laughs) Wow! All right, that's gonna be a tough act to follow up. Coming. That was week. good.
0: Yeah, I'm actually a little bit nervous now for when I do it. I'll have to. Uh, <laughs> you got lucky with the finger banging being a thing. I wish I could. I'm gonna try to to slip finger banging into whenever I do mine, even in. if there's no finger banging in the episode. Oh ah, yeah, you like that. That is um, good. So, okay, we can we can just jump right off of that wonderful summary into our favorite moments. I guess favorite moments singular. We'll try to, try to be as brief as we can be.
1: Oh, I wrote
0: so many. All right, that's fine. Throw us one right now.
1: Okay, I'm going to kick us off by just talking about the sibling stuff in general. I think it's glorious that we at least get them working together in this episode, but specifically that even though they're working together they still can't help but have things going on the side make sure that, you know, Shiv is like, no one's going to take care of me. So I got to take care of myself just in case that's in my favorite quotes. I'll save it. But yeah, I like that. There's they're working together, but they still can't fully trust each other. And it was good. Like, the scene in that house—it was gorgeous. That house, and like it was just fun to watch. Everyone got their one-liners in. Kendall's like, "Romy," and just like good vibes from the jump. You know, Jeremy Strong is known to be a method actor, and they say, I think Kier. Keir- Kieran, I was going to call him Kieran, is the one who said if his character is in a good mood, he's in a good mood. If his character not, then he's not. So I'm sure Jeremy Strong was just having a good time on set these days because it was fun vibes. It was really good. Uh, but yeah, just
2: the sibling stuff in general, this episode was really doing it for me.
0: Alex, would you like to follow that up?
2: Sure. I will follow that up. Um, I'll pick... <laughs> God. So <laughs> mine's like, <laughs> mine's like the darker, one of the darker things. I think there were two really more poignant moments, obviously the Shiv and Tom of it all, but um, Logan, when he kind of pulled a Ferris Bueller or something, just like Scottish-Irish goodbye to his own party and went with Colin to get dinner and he's just kind of reflecting on life. and you could, I mean, the whole time you could tell he's sad, right? I mean, he's, his kids are insufferable to him, but you can tell... He's hating this party more than normal (laughs) or not enjoying it as much as the season one party, which was barely. Um, And I just thought like his like reflections on life and with Colin, it was just like an interesting layer of him and and something we don't see that often.
1: I have a quick comment. Uh, Just that this whole episode felt like interesting for Logan. Logan had a lot of good stuff that we don't get to see, even his conversations with Carrie, which were a little like peek behind the curtain. It surprises me. I'm really interested in like Carrie's background. I know I was saying this on our hype up video about I want to know about Tom's business acumen, but who is Carrie and like why does Logan trust her so much? Is she really just that good of a lay or or is she actually yeah, could she be in line for something bigger? I don't know, but she really is running the show. It seems um, Carl couldn't get him to answer the phone but as soon as he ca- Carrie called, he answered, you know, it's, it's just very interesting to me and the best pal stuff it was really, it was really kind of hard to watch even, Yeah, you know but I, I really enjoyed it and, and the roasts like all of that. I'm like, what's gotten into this guy? He's really feeling the birthday blues. Maybe I'm not sure.
0: Carrie is just an odd character to me. I remember when I was watching, I remember texting you Kathleen and being like, who is this chick? Like she came out of nowhere, like a freight train in in season three. And I remember she has like a one scene with Greg in, a, in season two, rather, where Greg's kind of like waiting for Logan and she's just there being the secretary and there's no other like ulterior motive. She doesn't do anything else besides say like he'll meet you in whatever, however many hours. So it's interesting how they kind of really expanded upon her character and that, I guess, thread of Logan that they went into in season two, I guess, as well of like the shiny object in front of him. Typically a woman is what like really ends up distracting him and like his big, <clears throat> excuse me, weakness. So I just I love Roman versus Carrie. <laughs> Roman just his his verbal jabs to her were really good.
1: Yeah, um, that's but, in my quotes that's too. In my favorite part, quotes. Yeah. My
0: um my moment is going to be, I guess I'll go a little less serious and just Tom and Greg. Tom basically pushing Greg into more and more anxiety than Greg already has as like a neutral baseline. Just when he's commenting on all of like the societal faux pas that Bridget fuckface (laughs) has made and like commenting on her ludicrously large bag and saying that like he'll never be invited to the opera. And then talking about the CCTV cameras, like I'm not fully convinced that there even are cameras. I almost I took that as Tom goading Craig <laughs> into telling Logan that this happened, even though there was really no reason to tell that. I just Tom and Greg's back and forth for me was was really nice. And I also obviously agree with the two of your examples as well.
1: <laughs> On the second rewatch, I said to Alex, I was like, there's not cameras, right? He's just fucking with them. I wouldn't be surprised if there was, but. There's no way Logan's just watching them every night looking to see who stole a butter knife, like you said. Like he's obviously just fucking with them, and then getting him to actually bring it up, especially in that moment when he's like, What else? I'm like, no,
2: no, Greg, don't. <laughs> For the yeah. love of God. That That's was where so Greg's bad. like narcissism just jumps out. Like, you are in this family, buddy, because you think this is remotely fucking important right now, or ever. Or that you ever like, I'm I'm a cousin. Like, he's like, <laughs> I, I have a voice in this room. I'm like. You're so delusional, but yeah, I think Tom is at his best when he's with Greg, as always. You know, he's like less of like a Logan's little new lap dog or like really sad puppy around Shiv. It's like it, that's the best watch is when he's with
0: Greg. I, th- I thought this was an acting masterclass from Tom, aka what Matthew. I thought he was really, really good in this episode. We'll talk, I'm sure, obviously about everyone when we get into like market watch stuff. But just wanted to throw that in there. My favorite quote is based off of this, so if we want to jump almost you can jump
1: that. let's just jump knowing that we're going to talk about shiv and tom deep dive that later because yeah. i really need to talk about that
0: oh yeah for sure that will that will come okay. up in, a, Hit the quote. in the end of the the end of the episode discussion so my quote is just delivered beautifully by brian cox of who wants to smell greg's finger guess <laughs> the scent win a buck <laughs> just a the words themselves is just insane i I, the show always surprises me and what they get people to say but b is the situation like they're in the war room discussing this like eight to ten billion dollar acquisition that this is logan's white whale for his pretty much his whole career and reached recently and this is the topic of conversation (laughs) i just thought it was so fucking funny there was a couple lines earlier that cracked me up, and I was like, okay, these are definitely mine. And then that line came out, and I was like, that might be my favorite line of the entire show so far. It was so goddamn good.
1: There are instances when we podcast that if I'm taking notes or we're doing favorite quotes or something, I know I don't have to write it down because I know someone like Kyle has it. And and this... Versus the cock one, which you have written down? Yeah. Okay, I'll let you say that one. Like, things where I'm like, I don't really need to write this down. Someone else is going to, especially like Kyle. But that was a great one. I'm gonna do my next one, which is Shiv talking about why she's kind of doing some seemingly shady stuff, but she's like, you know, everything else might fall apart. He might go on a killing spree at 7-Eleven and you might get your dick stuck in an AI jerk machine. I have to look out for myself because no one else will. And it's like perfectly written. I love it. But it also I agree with Shiv. Like, no one's going to look out for her but herself. It's true. Like, so I think it was a a good jab in, in its writing, but also in like the story, you know, because I agree with her. And she also says something like, um, we have a seminal election and, and it's 1933 and I'd like to have a say. Like that whole bit she goes on, it's good stuff. Good Go good shiv episode. i made me feel sad good for her, but
2: good shiv. Good shiv. <laughs> <laughs> I well I didn't write the full quote but we already talked about this a little bit but the carry Roman back and forth and I like wrote the end quote because I love that you know he's good at bringing it back around I mean he is he's feel what you want about Roman <laughs> he's good at like staying with his bit and when he's like you can pop it back in your mouth now and just hangs <laughs> up <I'm> like, <laughs> I was like god he just he kept it going and he ended the call with it And yeah. she was like Dick. honestly i would have been reacting
0: a lot worse so
2: props to her again this really <laughs> i can't
0: imagine yeah trying to get anything serious done with roman especially if he has even like an inkling of dislike towards you or like a small level of disrespect <laughs> like it's just not gonna get done
1: Frank can't even be in the same room with him without just
0: getting absolutely shit on.
1: And also Roman in this episode when he's like, what does come after nine, nine B? <laughs> like It was killing me. Part of was me was
0: cool. like thinking that he was going to ruin the whole deal. That was crazy. Well, I mean, he was being yeah. such a cocksmack throughout that whole conversation. And I was like, like they, I feel like they know Bon Pierce is sensitive too, But she likes I, money.
1: Well, you had stock in room, right? Because we can talk. We can dig into that because I, I have thoughts. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I, the fucking small finger. smell. Greg's finger was <laughs> still, I was thinking about it all day today. Just laughing period. Just chuckling to myself periodically <laughs> at work. Like I cannot wait to say this line on the podcast.
2: There were some choice Connor quotes too, when he was in there, but just the way he just kept calling it my percent, like, cause it's all it is yeah. is one. And I'm like, Oh, you're the wrong Kind of one percent right now, that I must that must hit different, you know. I know, and also Willa
1: actually wanting a nice wedding made me feel something because usually it would feel like she'd be like, okay, whatever. But even though this may not be the person she would love to marry, it is her wedding, and she wants to take it seriously. And he's like bum fights,
0: yeah, <laughs> bum <Yes>.
1: fights. Con, <laughs> like, you sound unhinged. <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> Oh that leads Sounds like Logan almost perfectly, I guess, into our market watch. For me, I had I kind of broke it down into stock up, stock down. I did want to list all of the characters, especially because you know there's three of us. I'm sure we'll all have our own takes and we'll all have our own things, but just as a joke joking one that I wrote for stock up was hoopla and razzmatazz. because <laughs> I mean Connor's trying to bring it to the Statue of Liberty, so it's looking up for hoopla and razzmatazz. <laughs> we're looking like we're gonna get some of that later on. And then Barnum uh, and Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second one is Roman. I am noted in our season four hype episode that I'm a little bit of a Roman, not necessarily hater. I'm just not as high on him as other people. And I thought he was fantastic this episode. I was genuinely shocked that he seemed to be like the reasonable one in the room with the siblings. He seemed to be the only one that wanted to like take a step back on the deal and be like, okay, let's actually think about this. Like We should... Think about it more than just the idea that it's, you know, being petty towards dad and doing that. And I I liked him throughout this episode, except when he was being a dick to bun. I was just like, okay, at this point now, you're going to ruin the deal just because you're being an asshole.
1: See, I didn't get that he was being such an asshole. Like he was, obviously. And Nan was being wild. Nan was just like, this is disgusting, but okay, I'll listen. You know, it it was actually a very funny bit of Nan because I didn't find her funny previously. She was kind of just like a thorn in Logan's ass previously. But this episode, she they really made her kind of whimsical. This like whimsical old lady was just goofing off in the midst of this $10 billion deal. But Rome, I think genuinely just doesn't want to get back in the ring with his dad. Like, he's he's lost so many times and i think that this was just giving him anxiety it Was giving him the ick so he was acting out but i did agree with you 100 percent when he's like i'm the only one who's not trying to fuck someone here so what's the deal and i thought that was great he he seems like pretty mature for him in this episode and he looks great all the boys they look they were really nice good haircuts this season. yes
0: his hair looks so much better than it did in i guess season three season two it was getting a little, it was getting a little, I mean, maybe, I don't know if they were doing it on purpose because of like the far right kind of things that were going on in season two and really season three, especially with the presidential discussions. And he was looking a little crazy with that haircut, but it looks much better now.
2: I don't think we're done with that yet. And looking at my Roman stock, I don't think it much happened. I think it's stable. I think all the Roy new Gen Roys are at the bottom of the stock market, but like he's probably at the top of stock. This- of them even above connor i would say and just from the trailer right he has other i think irons in the fire or will with logan and my friend taylor pointed out that he was wearing blue out of the kids while at logan's party that they obviously weren't at everyone there was wearing blue like the whole party like it was like kind of weird so she thought that maybe it was some symbolism, and I was like, "That's that's probably something very intentional, knowing yeah. the showrunners and just HBO type level of show and symbolism." But yeah, I think there's more to come. I'm hoping the stocks will go up next week or so. You have the most Roman stock, right? That was your yeah, pick. Yeah, my main pick.
1: And speaking of Connor, I mean, whoever bought stock in Connor. Did I buy my stock her? Did you? I did. <laughs> okay. I need to say that man is spending your money. Oh,
0: it's bad. He he was in. He's in my stock down list for sure. I was <laughs> just like shaking my head like Khan, ah, my man. Come on. It just I mean, well, listen, I feel like we're going to have to go low for him to kind of maybe get some perspective and maybe becoming this laughing stock that he's so afraid of will hopefully open his eyes a little bit. Greg's I just, line. I need read, the election to pass basically what i'm saying
1: yeah well will it through the we're season i feel like i mean logan no but i'm saying i will the the election end before the season ends or will it take the whole season to end but like either way
2: soon yeah i thought he said yeah were, but
1: who knows uh, how long this season is gonna last
2: you know I mean, it's not like a week. well
0: or okay but for my investment i need it to pass because i need yeah. I have a humbling and some perspective in his life
1: but greg's line read of a hundred thousand, and and then whatever her name is, being like, what will that get you? That gets you the win, and million. and oh yeah, hundred million. Sorry, a hundred million, and then uh, Will is like, oh god, no, oh god, yeah, no. <laughs> just to maintain. Will, it was
0: great. Yeah, con as as a con head myself, we're uh we're not feeling super optimistic, but I think this was always more of a long range play than just like a one or two episode thing. So I'm holding out hope for it. the soul that I know is in this ridiculous obnoxious, stupid shell that he has. (laughs) And I'm holding out hope on that, uh, that blossoming at some point.
2: I mean, this will truly humble him, right? He spent how much of his own fortune that he's not, to my knowledge, adding to in any sense, other than maybe stocks, but like,
0: my God. Also, I mean, that was a big part, I guess, of season three of he was running out of money and needed money from Logue. So maybe did Logue float him money? Like, how does he now have a hundred million to blow? Who knows?
1: Let's talk about that new nickname, Logue. I never heard it before. Three times in the episode. Crazy.
2: Logan Tommy. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I even wrote it down to do it. Just low question mark. I don't know how I feel. I was very close to putting Logan on a stock down list. Just based off like a one episode thing. Like we mentioned, I guess, in the beginning a little bit. He's obviously feeling the impact of his kids not being there. He literally goes on like an existential crisis walk and starts having a discussion about the afterlife, which doesn't seem very like him. And now, yeah, people calling him they There, it just feels like I, I've read something online. This is not an original thought of mine. Of like, maybe it's a symbolism of like people's kind of la- not lack of respect, but like realizing that he's not like this insanely large figure on a pedestal. That Jerry and Carl, because even like they have the classic Frank Jerry and Carl argument over who's going to tell him bad news. And I love when they do that. And I was happy we got one, but there, Carl just kind of does it. It didn't seem like there was that level of fear. That yeah, there was, he, I guess, in season two. So was I mean, almost maybe goofy they're trying to, Yeah, right. No he He's was kind of like, kinda like eating kids. candy while he was doing it, I thought, which was interesting. So yeah. it's, I guess, it's kind of showing maybe cracks in his armor a little bit. I don't know.
2: Everyone's also running out of fucks, I think. This like Gojo thing's coming, right? Maybe. And it's just like, maybe they feel all in a better place. And it's, they sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel with him, possibly, yeah. you know? That's a very good point.
1: Yeah. I can go with one. So Kendall, just in general, that's who I bought stock in in our hype up video. <laughs> and uh, I think it stayed. I bought low, right? Kendall was pretty low stock. Yeah. So I think maybe it ticked up a bit. He's in he's in good spirits. Uh, he had some good lines. It makes me believe that he, him... And Shiv and then like, know what they're doing, even though they just can't. There's no way that they do. But I think that my Kendall sock is staying um, either even or or a bumped up a tick. Nothing worrisome, at least. I mean, he's showing stability
2: for what it's yeah. worth. So I feel like that's for what you predict for him or wish for him is, is as good as it could get. Right. He was like, I've smoked horse. I need something to, like...
0: Yeah, put my was, time
2: into and then that, that made me think of why he wanted an asset if he was trying to get bought out he knows himself he needs fucking something to go be addicted to frankly to go know. nut nut to go nut nut
0: <laughs> and i guess maybe that's pierce now yeah he just kind of had a very even keeled episode which for kendall is that's good it's a win <laughs> yeah yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. do we want to move on to i mean we've talked to roman we've talked to kendall how we Let's talk about- I, I didn't go ahead
1: i was gonna oh Shiv.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say why don't we
1: why don't we talk about our group stock in Tom since we all bought yes. stock in Tom? Cuz then Shiv kind of gets into weird territory and it'll touch on Tom too, but we can talk about Tom in general first. Do you think do we think the Team Logan is going to find out that Tom's
0: leak? I don't know. I mean, Tom's leak in for what though? Was it the Pierce stuff? Cuz also I feel like yeah. I feel like it easily could just be pinned on Bridget fucked face cuz she posted because they found they really had the thing where they saw that Bun was at the party on social media, which yeah. was I guess they got a spoon fed us that was Bridget Fuckface. So I think yeah. Tom might be in the clear there a little okay. bit.
2: Okay, so then he holds steady. So I have a different thought, and again, not totally original thought. Someone else mentioned how, like, <laughs> in the end, Logan didn't seem as disappointed as you'd expect because in not getting pierce but more so that his kids went and made a dumb fucking deal just to spite him again he's like uh, so part of me thinks and then they were writing about how tom isn't good because he's the line to the kids still right through shiv so you know logan you know he's probably doesn't fully trust anyone so he probably knew tom would do something dumb so i think there is a chance that like he kind of you know made the move and there was a ripple effect but I can see so I don't know music. entirely if it would come back to bite him or if it was all Logan's plan. Um, but I just think Tom's stocks are a little unstable based on the, if we're good,
0: yeah, we're good. That was amazing. And a lot of he ends it with like, where's like, what did you say? Carrie, like, where's the food? Like Tom's off his nut. Yes. <laughs> Tom's just sitting there on the couch like, oh my God, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> I love soul it. To
2: soul to the devil, like he said to Greg, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah I I wasn't willing to to downgrade Tom. I think unstable is a good is a good way to describe it. I don't know if after one he's really I don't know if he's gone down. Cause I feel like it's it's kind of even that. Like professionally, I feel like he's still okay. I mean, if if we're good, we're good seems to be Logan's idea of everyone. It's just funny when he says it out loud after Tom like dumps his soul onto him. But obviously personally, things are potentially rockier than they were i'm not really sure if it's just kind of we got confirmation of what we were expecting or if this is actually like a huge blow
2: well before we dive into that i will also say i think part of his only appeal to logan still is that he has the line to shiv if they're gonna still be kind of you know separate and i just think that puts him in like i said the unstable place right like the way logan's like call your wife get your wife as if tom you has any control there or if that's just a constant test he's going to be facing he's no longer going to have that which leads to
1: (laughs) yeah which leads to shiv but it's funny because when we talk about these stock conversations it's like stock as in how are they gonna be coming out of the series right like where is that in business is that in love in my heart Tom shot up a thousand paces. (laughs) He was so gentle this episode, even like besides the Greg stuff, which is so funny. Tom had this like gentle warmth to him this episode, especially at the end that I haven't really seen. I mean, we've seen him be kind of like dumb and sappy and you kind of feel bad for him, but in this is like calm, cool collected and just like devastated little heart talking to Shiv in this last scene First of all, uh, incredible acting. But in general, this scene, again, like I said in the executive summary, first time I cried at Succession. She even cried again on the rewatch. I didn't feel myself rooting for them in the previous seasons because she was such a monster yeah, most times. Not. But watching that scene, it was so like tenderish and I don't know. It just really got to me. So just in general, Tom sock with like business and stuff. It may be like a little wobbly, but in my heart, stocks are up. Um, But yeah, so let's let's talk about Shiv before the heartbreaking stuff, because she's obviously going through it. The minute she hears about the Naomi thing from Tom, I mean, she's like chugging Pellegrino and the the boys again, another good sibling moment. The boys are like. Off. We need to talk to our sister. Get out, yeah. tea, or whatever the hell is tell us. Is he's new, right? Yeah, he looks new to yeah. me. And uh he's a goofball. But I enjoyed this stuff. I enjoyed the sibling stuff. Shiv seemed I think stocks are are
2: everyone's saying shiv stocks down, shivs down bad. If anything yeah, I, you read, how I felt
0: is rough. I was expecting a certain level of spin zone out of the two of you
1: no no i'll call it like it is but we'll still i love her we'll so, so much her.
0: <laughs> okay yeah i bet you it guys like it re- isn't still
2: lover you know? yeah, yeah where I it was know, like she was just funny
0: yeah where it's like she has the audacity to be mad at tom For like potentially maybe hooking up with models while she kind of cucked him for three straight seasons and then the one reply was like i love her she's our queen (laughs) it's just like (laughs) that's so real for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like you said that kathleen it was fantastic acting i just you could really tell like shiv's emotional issues were so on display just like in sarah snook's look on her face and i mean obviously she says essentially that like she doesn't want to open any of the wounds because basically she's afraid of that level of vulnerability she won't have mm-hmm. control especially over tom which is what she actually kind of likes about tom it seems for the most part and it was just so good especially as maybe someone not obviously at the level that Shiv exhibits this like inability to be vulnerable and like this crazy avoidant emotional person but like you know maybe just having a little bit of a struggle with opening up to people at that level it was like holy shit this like they need to talk but they physically can't have that conversation and that's like frustrating and sad to watch
2: i think that's the devastating part right you just watch these adults who just know you know everything but to say it hurts too much and so you just end it so you just walk away from each other's lives like it's yeah devastating because again i it's not like i root for shiv and tom she's horrible to him and it makes it's their biggest cringiest moments right of of the whole series but uh yeah they they just crushed it acting wise and it makes you feel like for them and just feel about that situation
1: yeah it's just like a point of pride he got one over on her and she doesn't want to relive it think about it she doesn't want to deep dive it this guy that she's cocked for three seasons got one over on her and that's That's not something she can face which sucks but they're going to eventually I think like I'm going to like put it on the board their end game.
0: I was just going to ask that question so I'm glad you brought that up.
1: If you haven't listened to our previous episode we are Shiv stands. We are Shiv apologists. We love Shiv because it doesn't really seem like it based on this conversation but I love her and I'm rooting for her and I just think in the middle like when she they do a great like a directed scene where when she's going in to say the 10 million she opens the doors and it's just a close-up on her face and then the boys are behind her and it's it's great so there are wins for Shiv in this I don't know that 10 billion is the right number I don't know if they have 10 billion dollars but um there are some good things in this and I just think that at the end Tom shines in the gentle way because Shiv, Was saying all of those things that made her just sound so petty, especially because they had an open relationship, even when they were together and not separated. And so all the model stuff, all the, are you doing all the positions, Tom? It was making me feel a type of way. But when they were really, when Tom was sitting on the bed, there was no music playing. And it was just having a one-on-one conversation until the really sad music starts playing, and it's and it it really sat with me. It's like one of the scenes I'll I'll remember when I think back on this show for sure. Uh, so yeah, maybe Shiv's should is It's not great, but I think I still loved watching her in this episode. Um, and but Tom, yeah, Tom did it for me more. I would say in that scene.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be messy. It's not going to be as clean as you know them holding hands and that's the end of it. And. They go, are there separate ways like cleanly? I mean, this episode in general was a huge mess of, I mean, we get like the show starts and they're chilling and they're doing their own business thing. And then now we're obviously roped into immediately a bidding war with their dad over this asset. And Naomi's involved, which is Kendall's ex. And she's involved with Tom, who's obviously on the rocks with Shiv. And that's all getting involved. And then Greg is being a, a ridiculous person and Nan's back into it. So it's just like a mess from the beginning. So I'm sure their relationship... Is going to go rocky, but I agree with you. I, I do think that they're endgame.
1: Yeah. Come on. <laughs> we need guess, love.
0: And so the, I guess the last little investment we haven't talked about is just Greg. Uh, for me, it was a stock down episode for Greg. This, he's exhibiting the exact behaviors of why I didn't put him on my top three list going into the season, which was the worrying stuff he was doing at Caroline's wedding, just kind of being a dickhead. And he's really leaning into it. And like thinks Tom is as well, it seems, but Tom's just kind of going along with it maybe and is not actually like excited about the disgusting bros kind of title and things while Greg's like, yeah, let's go fuck all these chicks and fuck them over. And Tom's like not actually doing that. So Greg is is definitely stuck down for me.
2: If Tom is doing that, he'll never tell Greg. He always needs to have a little be a peg above a peg above Greg, you know? But
1: yeah, I also just want to reiterate something, Kyle. You said last episode, you said um Greg himself is just a catalyst to make everyone else funnier. And I think that's even more present this episode when Tom's dragging him for the bag to <laughs> Greg is down. But he he's just so stupid. Like he makes <laughs> me laugh so much. He's such an idiot. Yeah. Um in the post interview or maybe a TikTok, he's six seven yeah the actor i saw we saw on a tiktok and he literally was like did he just say he's six seven i'm like he it's must crazy. just be dunking on everyone on that set because that's that's goofy
2: yeah because they don't look so that's what i'm saying yeah. i never noticed like you know Kendall's and roman are kind of on the shorter side but i've never noticed a glaring like what kind of beanpole but yeah. so they must all be a little tall yeah
0: Yeah. And Greg and Carrie had a great moment again, just highlighting how dumb Greg is of Carrie, like lining (laughs) out all these issues of him bringing this random person to Logan's birthday party. I mean, it shows the growth in Greg because the first episode, he's all awkward at the party by himself and doesn't know where to stand or sit or touch. And now he's bringing a date and, you know, drinking and making fun of Connor and things like that. So obviously the growth is there, but in the kind of a bad way.
2: Yeah, it's. I think it's like classic to all of them. It's here or here. There's no middle ground. There's no like balance. It's just one thing or the other. You know.
0: All right. I think that kind of wraps up everyone. I didn't really have a take on anyone else. We didn't really discuss anyone else in our hype episode of who we were investing in or anything like that, or or really riding for this season. So if there's no other lasting comments from the two of you. I think that's going to wrap up our episode one.
1: I was just going to say the two people that I think that are going to be huge in this season who weren't in it is Jared Bankin, And that's he's going to cause problems. So not no. Sorry. He was none of drug. him. He was name dropped, and then of course, um, what's Alexander Skarsgård's name in the show? Uh, Matson. Yeah, Matson. Yeah, Matson. Again, he's going to be big, I think, as well. So none of them will will do some stocks once they're some stonks, once uh, <laughs> they're in the episode. But that's all I have to say. Great episode. So good to be back. I also sent Alex and you, Kyle, on Twitter the four intros next to each other. I can't really make anything out of it like they here or there?
2: Change, but i don't know
1: what it means yeah so i was hoping maybe the creator would eventually like tell us why they changed some things because when we were watching i was like this seems different but i couldn't pinpoint why but either
2: way so good to be back on sunday nights love it i have one more thing and we don't have to answer it now but i just what sign do we think logan is it was early fall and i just need to know what the hell Logan's i would, sign is.
1: i was thinking scorpio because it seemed wintery he was in a full peacoat
2: there was only some leaves on the ground like so yeah because they're or
0: i feel like it's like late october
2: okay so what's that i think scorpio
1: yeah early yeah. october that's, di- that's, that's, that's paul him and yeah. pa- logan and paul are so similar so
0: like so mean we're always saying
1: that
0: <laughs> oh my gosh okay I, my my one comment will be that i just remembered i am so upset that i didn't mention uh kendall's oj line the juice is loose from season one in our hype episode of like one of yeah. my favorite moments and favorite quotes i <laughs> died laughing at that in the season three premiere because he's like who said i didn't kill anybody and he's yeah. like the juice is loose <laughs> it's like, oh my so, god! Okay. Yeah, he's a little neurotic right now. <laughs> he's feeling himself a little too much. That's a good one. All right, one. so that wraps up our episode one discussion. I I really like the format. I think um, it's. I'm really just excited to be able to actually talk individual episodes. Doing like the halfway season thing would have been fun, but I think it's more fun we actually get to mention all the quotes and and maybe yeah. little nuances along the way. So we're what well, we're like forty-eight hours out from a Gojo sale. We're potentially a week or a little bit more away from an election. Oh. So uh we will sick. see.
1: It's gonna shocked happen. me a week away.
0: Yeah, yeah I, 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 I was like, gonna what say do you mean said, like, the like, season's
2: <laughs> gonna not last a week? I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay.
0: Potentially a Connor and will a wedding, a shotgun wedding occurring. So maybe we got it'll end with a wedding like
2: like season one ended. Maybe they're doing a lot of that like one and three. Whoa. So it'll be one, three, four. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like, wow.
0: Well, that doesn't make me feel good about my Connor stocks because I need him to like <laughs> to have some humbling. OK, whatever. We'll get. That. Wait.
2: Oh, you're right. If the election's in a week, he's trying to jam out this wedding. We didn't get a trailer for next week, so we don't know what joy is to come.
0: Yeah. I try to avoid anything for next week because I don't want to to taint any predictions that I have.
1: Oh, that's a good point. We should we should when they it's release hard, them, though. we should avoid okay.
0: It's hard, though. All right. So that will do it for episode one. If you enjoyed, if you like what you heard, uh, please, like I said in the beginning, please subscribe. That's the easiest way to kind of support us. Uh, Follow us on social medias at TV. Our website, BingetownTV.com, has all of the goodie, all the good information, all kind of aggregated into one spot for you. It's going to be all of the episodes of all of the shows that we've covered and just to reiterate we're currently covering yellow jacket so if you're watching that be sure to check out our coverage the mandalorian so also if you're watching that be sure to check out our coverage and shadow and bone those are kind of the three i guess four and counting succession of what we're working on right now obviously more to come we kind of do this year round it's been what three years now kathleen more
1: yep three years which
0: is crazy to think about we're coming up on 350 episodes so if there's a show you like i'm sure we've probably covered it So uh, be sure to check out all of the things that we've done in the past and stay with us for what we're about to do in the future. Once again, we are Bingetown TV and thank you for listening.
1: Fuck off.
2: Fuck off. (laughs) Meeting adjourned. Meeting adjourned. (laughs) All right. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.